You ready? Yep. How about you? Yep. Start it up. Brought to you by BRV Studios, welcome to episode 50, Who Is It? Our part of the show where we pick up a guest and give them a ride in the van. This week, we welcome in friend of the show, Mr. Jackson Stevens. As a hemp farmer specializing in CBD production, he was able to break down this topic, which is quickly rising in medical practices. He also joins us for a game and helps us introduce our newest segment, Fool Me Once. So sit back and relax. This is Who Is It? with the Big Red Van. All right, everyone, here we are. Welcome to the 50th episode. Cinquenta. Episodio cinquenta. There we go. This is uh, Who Is It on the 50th episode with Mr. Jackson Stevens. So thank you for sticking around. That was fun during HYH, but now this is the get to know you part of it and where we get to play uh, a little game that we've come up with that we're going to run through every single Who Is It that we have. And you're going to take a part in that, right? Yes, absolutely. Game, game we call uh, Fool Me Once, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this will be fun for everybody to listen to, but let's get to know you a little bit first, man. So I've known you since probably right around 2007, 2000... yeah. 2007, 2008, somewhere, somewhere there. around yeah. there. So 10 or 11 years I've known you. Um, got to know each other, working with each other, and uh, when we were both young and dumb and thought that we knew everything. and now, We did. We did. Ten years later, we're grown up and have a little bit different perspective on life. Both have careers, and yours is extremely interesting. I have hinted to it on our podcast before. Uh, I said it on our HYH, but episode 42, if you haven't listened to it, talks a little bit about some of the field that Jackson works with. But let's get into some more of that. So let's. Uh, what, what do you do for a living with uh, the CBD, hemp-based CBD game? So I'm, I'm based out of Nashville, and I, I'm a hemp farmer. Feels good to mingle with these laid-back country folk, don't it, Harry? Hemp broker, consultant, all of the above. Jackson of all trades. Yeah. Oh, I, if you will. I yeah. see what you did there. But a <laughs> Very nice, very nice. And uh, I've been involved in the hemp industry since uh, 2015, uh, when they legalized uh, hemp in the state of Tennessee. Um, How's the game? Game is going great. First year, uh, bit off a little more than we could chew. We learned the hard way. Sure. Um, and have, have come a long way since then, but the uh, um, company's going well. Um, supplying CBD to folks in the, uh, in the area, not just Tennessee, but uh, surrounding states as well, that need it for um, a myriad of reasons. So break down really quick the CBD difference, because I, I went on a rant on our last episode when I talked about it, because I, uh, if you've listened to any of our episodes at length, you've probably caught on that I'm an advocate for... Uh, the legalization of it medically so that way people can uh, start to really find out the medical benefits of it. So you work in the CBD side of it for that specific reason. So explain what the difference is. Okay, sure. So uh, the difference mean you're talking about between... CBD and people smoking pot. And people smoking pot. Okay. So uh, with CBD, you're, you're not going to get high. Uh, and, and that is the first uh, first difference I should point out. Uh, you know, we're here in Tennessee. Um, anything below 0.3% THC 
is considered industrial hemp. Uh, anything above that is considered marijuana. That's so, interesting. So you're you're talking so, about something that cannot. So hemp get you naturally yeah. grows with virtually no THC in it. Is what you're saying? Is that right? Yeah, it, basically that's what I'm saying. It, it's been bred down to a point where it has very very little. Okay. THC. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's uh, why you can't smoke your hemp necklace and it get you high. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, genetically, it's the same plant. Right. Um, but but that is the big difference. Uh, is that you're talking about something you would have to smoke several pounds of to even get the slightest of buzzes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but uh, but there's a lot of great things that it does do. Um, we work with um, Alzheimer's patients. We work with uh, epilepsy patients uh, we can't make any specific claims um a shout out to the fda um <laughs> but we uh have uh noticed um a lot of uh, benefits that our patients can attest to as far as the prevention of seizures in our uh, epileptic patients um that come to was, us was was that not one of the uh and you're talking about back it got legalized in 2015 in the state of tennessee was that not a, a family if I'm not mistaken, I remember this like um, when this all happened. Mm-hmm. There was like a, a husband and wife with a daughter that had uh, epileptic seizures, and they like were basically trying to defeat all odds. You know, they're like, "We're just going to move to Colorado because it's legal there, and we can go get this treatment." And they went to Colorado, and she got a. Um, they like tested the treatment with her, and it like worked like magic. They like, did. Like, uh, and and so they came back to Tennessee and they were like advocates, you know, and lo- and basically spoke in front of thousands of people trying to get everybody's minds changed about this because what it did for their daughter is it basically cured her. Like no more like antipsychotic medicine or anything like that. It was simply take a CBD pill and she was a normal child again. It was unbelievable, and that's what changed the hearts of the lawmakers in Tennessee. And they are you familiar with that case? I am uh, absolutely, and and that's where um, the um, a lot of people I'm sure are familiar with uh, Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. which is we actually talked about it on our last the, freaking episode. The first you know, famous or, or what have you a strain <laughs> of high CBD cannabis, um, non marijuana, low grades of. Um, of THC, but that case was pretty incredible because you're talking about this little girl who has been suffering from seizures pretty much since the day she was born. Yep. She was on 13, 14, 15 different medications. Oh, yeah. It was a laundry list. Uh, without those medications, you're talking about hundreds of seizures a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, with those medications, before the CBD, you're talking about limiting it to 10, to, few. 10 to 20 yeah. seizures a day, which was a big improvement versus not taking those medications. When she got on uh, CBD, uh, it reduced the number of seizures she was having from 10 to 20 a day down to one every few months. Yeah, and not only that, but she reduced the amount of medication she was taking. She was she was taking you know thirteen, fourteen different pills every single day. She's now taking two, mm-hmm. two of those in conjunction with the CBD, and um, she's um, last time I checked, I believe she had two seizures in twenty seventeen. What is it specifically about CBD uh, that helps with seizures? So it, it's anticonvulsive. So so your body has an endocannabinoid system, and and what that is, it's a it's a system of receptors throughout your body. Uh, most of them are located in your brain, but they're all over your body. And uh, cannabinoids of different types, whether that be THC, CBD, or or anything else uh, that you might find in the cannabis plant, 
um, they interact with these receptors with different effects. Um, so what um, CBD essentially is doing is calming down these receptors um, that are, they're allowing these receptors to basically mute whatever it is in her brain that's causing her to have a seizure. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not a scientist here, but in layman's terms, that's what's going on. Um, it's preventing whatever it is that triggers her brain into convulsing. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and calms that down. And, and a lot of cannabinoids are like that. I mean, you, of, of course, a lot of people have seen the results or, or the quote unquote chill factor of, of THC. So the beauty in CBD is that this is a non-psychoactive component. So you're talking about something that's not going to give you a, a state of euphoria or a high, if you will, but it is going to have that calming effect that allows allows your body to function as normal without having a convulsivity or, or, or other things. It helps with anxiety as well. Um, Alzheimer's and and other things. Um, but it, it allows basically your body to function as it was intended to, uh, and getting rid of, um, for lack of better too word, too much communication yeah, in your brain. Getting rid of the the white noise, yeah, yeah. yeah without yeah. having to down a full bag of Doritos. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. At the same time. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. That's a great question. Does it does it still give you uh, the munchies? Uh, no, it, it does Aww. not. Um, it is. Um, it, it is not anything I've experienced. At least uh, there's. <laughs> Uh, th- there's no munchy effect, because, there. but it can be um, altered and specified for specific ailments. So I guess my overall question would be: Is it just interacting with your brain, and then kind of, um, for lack of a better word, fooling your brain that certain things are okay, like maybe back pain or that girl's seizures or whatever? So is is CBD just strictly interacting with your brain or does it actually interact with your muscles and all of that stuff too? It actually does both. Uh, so, so it does trick your brain into basically thinking it's okay, uh, but it also uh, is anti-inflammatory. Uh, in fact, quite more so than ibuprofen, uh, for instance. Huh. Um, so Take those little brown bastards you're talking all the about, time. You're talking about something that... I take brown ibuprofen, I'm sorry. Like, shuts off the, the, uh, the, it not only kind of like fills in the, whatever it is in your brain that causes you to feel pain. Uh, but it also reduces the, the pain, uh, by way of anti-inflammation. Um, so it's calming down those, those inflamed, those swollen muscles. Um, a lot of athletes use it, uh, but you know, people with arthritis use it, you know, people with any, any kind of inflammation, um, it's it's that's interesting i didn't yeah. realize that it had uh, anti-inflammatory properties to mm-hmm. it as well big time which um, makes sense but i didn't think about it huh it's incredible i didn't know that either <clears throat> is there not um um like cancer fighting medicines that are done with cbd is that is that a thing or am i making that up no you're not making that up at all um you're, you're talking about something that's probably several years out from uh from having any kind of a official studies being done on it um but they have they do have a lot of uh, anecdotal evidence of cbd and other cannabinoids in conjunction with cbd uh working to go as far as shrinking the size of tumors uh whether they be malignant or benign they're doing all sorts of things a lot of uh, cancer patients will use uh, different cannabinoids found in the hemp plant to help stimulate their appetite 
which is you know or the reverse to or, help or the calm reverse. the nausea in yeah, the sure. stomach yeah yeah absolutely the nausea associated with chemotherapy and, and things like that but mm-hmm. uh but but there have been cases uh where you know you see someone who has you know taken a regimen of cbd and they go back to the doctor and the doctor can't explain it you know it, it, at least he can't explain it on the record <laughs> Uh, that uh, you know the the tumor is half the size that it was last time they they went to the not doctor. Yet. Not yet, not yet, man. They need they need to be able to study that stuff for twenty years so our sure, kids' yeah. kids they can explain it. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yes. They can't explain it because they haven't had doctors that have experience explaining it. Sure, yeah. No, 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 Sorry, that's my soapbox. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. You're you're accurate there, though. Um, um, I chose that hill. All that stuff is so, so crazy. Yeah, what's I, the future for CBD? Well. Um, the beauty of it for the consumer is I, I think that CBD is only going to get more accessible and, and more inexpensive. You know, it, it's in very high demand right now, and there's a limited supply here in the U.S. especially um, because you're dealing with the, you know, certain states that have it legalized while others uh, do not, even even though on a federal level um, it is legal. Uh, certain states are, are less uh, willing to jump on board. Um and, and that's going to happen as with anything. I mean, you, you can think about uh, prohibition. Uh, certain, even after prohibition of alcohol was lifted, uh, there were certain states that um, were still against it. And, uh, you know, they kind of held on to that for, you know, up to a decade after. And that bled the, into having dry counties, too. Sure. Yes. So, yeah, certain you're even talking like beyond states. just a state level. You're talking about then a municipal level where, mm-hmm. where um, and, I, and I think you know, cannabis will probably follow suit. I don't think you'll ever see, for instance, all 96 counties in the state of Tennessee have, have cannabis legalized. Um, Mm. you'll see the state legalize it, but there will always be quote unquote dry counties that aren't going to have anything to do with. I honestly am so shocked that, uh, my County is not a dry County. There's only like if I'm not mistaken, like out of the what do you say, 96 counties? 90, or? I believe it's 96, 96, yeah, 96 92, counties, somewhere in there, yeah, something like that. In yeah. the 90s, there's only like 16 counties that you can buy liquor in in Tennessee. No way. That's what I, I last time I looked, it was it was a pretty low number. Makes I mean, sense. I, I, I've lived in all the good ones then, so <laughs> I know. Like, I so mean, just where all the big cities are is where I, you can I, buy I, liquor. I think so. Well, you're like, surprised by that? Yeah. I mean, why? Just I don't know. I, I may be too. wrong on this fact. No, but. That- uh, but you would think so for a lot of southern states because of the I, so-called Bible Belt. I looked up sure, a, yeah. a list. And it was a Wikipedia list, so, so don't get me wrong. You know, it was like on uh, some some of the best drinkers I know are Baptists. Oh, I so I realize. <laughs> you know, I, I realize, but what <laughs> they can take them down. <laughs> In Jesus' name, roll tide. <laughs> Exactly. Rota, I mean, I, I get it. It's conservative. I, I get that. But I guess it's also where why moonshine's so big in the South is because it, there's so many dry counties and all that. So they had to, the moonshine game had to be big and bopping. And then they yeah. had a big clientele base. So that makes total sense to me yeah. about the dry counties. So, dude, that's that's super interesting. I wish, have, what, you got something else? All right. Yeah, so, well, I, I just, just want to ask, have, have any of y'all ever come across a moonshine operation this is so off topic but I, I just had um, to in the, like out in the woods yeah sure. no, not, out, out not woods. come across but i have been places where there are small scale operations but not not like come across one in the woods no 
I haven't. Have you? I have. I have. Okay. I have one <laughs> one time, and and I'll tell you, um, it, it's a shame that no one was there to time my my forty or or my hundred. Uh, Getting out of there. I, I'm pretty sure I broke Usain's bolt, what uh, his record, whatever that is. <laughs> Um, it's nothing to play around about. I mean, you hear stories about someone coming across something like that, and uh, that's the last anyone ever sees of them. Right. Uh, you know, I mean, it's pretty serious um, you, because the laws ag- against illegally brewing or distilling some kind of alcohol are pretty serious. I mean, we're getting back to what we talked about last episode. You know, what would you do to avoid significant jail time? Yeah, yeah um, there's nowhere to put that. The, the moonshine operation Easter. Now, if we all remember uh-uh. correctly, once two strangers tried to climb old Rocky Top looking, looking for, for a moonshine still, but them strangers never came down off old Rocky Top. And I reckon they never and will. They never will. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's uh that's setting uh lyrical history right there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much what he says. So that's probably why the hell he got out of there, because he is a very faithful Tennessee vault. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um while you were doing that, I did I want to clarify my uh, wet dry statement about Tennessee. Okay. So yes, there are eleven wet counties, which means that they can you can do liquor, beer, whatever, grocery stores, all that. Okay. Then they have dry counties, which means, of course, nothing. Not, you can't buy any of it. No beer, no wine, nothing. no liquor. And then they have moist counties. Oh. That's the compromise. Love so these moist counties don't, moist they county. don't rule on it Pretty much, one way no, or the other. 70, or what? There's 70, the, the other 70 counties are um, moist, and that means that they can either beer, and some of them have package stores, which is like what Loudoun County used to be. Until recently, and then they became a, uh, a a wet county, and that's when we got the the loud liquor. Well, so they're moist. one step closer to all being wet. Yeah. Well, yeah. wouldn't moist also be the same as having a rule as far as your local grocery store not being allowed to sell you wine yes. on Sunday or uh, whatever, or, or just period? Like for example, like package store only, meaning that you can only sell spirits in a legit liquor store oh yeah Yeah. that makes sense whereas there's some states and counties and places where it's like shoot you can get your groceries and you can get your bottle of vodka and you can get you know everything all in the same store but in tennessee they got we have special laws based upon county and what you can do Hmm. divide it up got to be difficult but yes there's only 14 actual wet counties in tennessee is there a certain concentration of those counties, like in a certain area? It's got to be or? big cities, like we talked about. Yeah, like, it's big. It's the big counties. It's like your Davidson yeah. and, and the surrounding counties. Yeah. Okay, and Knoxville okay. and then Memphis area. Your Hamiltons, your Knox. Yeah, your Davidsons. The four big areas, yeah. and then everywhere else is farms and uh, car plants. Um, fun fact, though, if anyone didn't know this, but the county that Jack Daniels is distilled in is a dry county, and so they can't actually sell jack daniels on site of where the distillery is it has to be exported to a different county for sale well that was jack's like master plan yeah they actually have changed that uh they're now the only place in that county that they're allowed to sell any kind of liquor is on site on the jack daniels distillery property not shocked by that Um, (laughs) how much money money do you think that jack daniels can lobby on that county to say come on y'all let me sell some liquor here kickbacks that's a (laughs) power move kickbacks 
So, uh, listen, man, that's super interesting. We've talked about it. We've done 50 episodes. I don't, I'm probably going to mention it 15 more times, but, uh, of the 50, we've referenced, uh, the importance of medical marijuana and the future of that, the investment into that, uh, getting scientists and people that are very smart working on it, figuring stuff out. My older brother that was born with a brain tumor and went through all that stuff when he was going through chemotherapy and puking his guts out, man, he was literally willing to try anything that would help. That wasn't a laundry list of a bunch of new pills. Um, so hopefully with research and with funding and with all of that stuff and people like yourself. So, uh, high five doing good work. Oh uh, man, you watched that mini documentary about the family I was talking about at the beginning. Of I've this? seen, I've seen oh, probably and, and, four or five just like it. You know, if and, you, if you feel the opposite of that, <laughs> You're a cruel, awful, mm. terrible person. Well, I mean, let's just com- <laughs> like, you could compare it to the ways that we get other medicines that we currently take. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just let's think about it like that. And uh, anyway, man, we really appreciate it. Let, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to have some fun. So we're going to oh, do yeah. uh, the fool me once. Hey, fool me, we can't get fooled again. Uh, it's a new game that we've got. We wanted to break it out for episode fifty officially. We had fun last week with Alex. But oh yeah, now, now it's legit. I was a good liar. So we're going to come take know. a break and we'll be back here in just a second. Hey everyone, we're going to be right back, but in the meantime, hit us up on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Big Red Van Pod, or email us at the Big Red Van Podcast at gmail.com. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes Podcasts if you're a member of Team iPhone. We'll take them. Five-star reviews we read live on the air, give you shout-outs. Thank you so much for listening, and back to the show. Okay, now it's time to have a little bit of fun. Off-air, when we took a break, we were talking about athletic ability we're gonna have we're gonna have fun and play a game here in a second but you asked me what was the question you asked me off air can you be born an athlete can you or are you are you born an athlete are you born an athlete i think athletic ability is in your genetics yes so i guess to answer your question generally speaking or directly yes correct so you are also saying with the same statement that those who are not born with athletic ability can never receive that athletic ability. No, they can train and they can work on it, but they might not naturally be a gifted athlete. There are a lot of people that don't have to work at it that can run a four four forty. There are a lot of people that don't have to work at it, they have a forty inch vertical. Hmm. I have so, an answer to this question. So is the guy with the seven foot wingspan <laughs> gonna be the better rebounder than the guy with the five foot wingspan? We're talking about athletic ability. We're not oh, talking about size. But I'm saying, but Agreed. like, but Hayden, it, but but Hayden, but that same okay, person could uh, want it run really it. slow. That seven yeah, footer. You seen We're talking about really. Ath- let's slow. let's let's keep yeah. the, the the question athletic to ability. athletic ability. Okay, so I guess my my points not are height made. or. I was meaning just basically like is the guy that if the seven footer runs like a deer and can high jump. That's what I was and, meaning. You know I guess. what I mean? Can ballet dance and all that stuff too. But but the person that can't jump and it can't dance and you can't do the things he's never going to outperform this other guy that genetically already has he's six foot tall and just eats what he wants and it stays at 160 pounds and you know what i mean like i don't think that it's uh arguable that there are people that are born naturally more gifted at physical activities than other people whether that being able to run faster whether that being naturally born stronger it's a combination of things. I, I think that uh, you can be born and are born with athletic ability. The people that have superior athletic ability are born with a innate ability to do those things, yes. 
oh, at no. a higher level than other people. They still have to train. Don't get me wrong. Like a LeBron James, he still had to train and work his ass off to get where he was. Well, yeah, but I, it came more naturally to him. I definitely agree with that yeah. because I don't like those mm. people who will tell you, "Oh, you're six foot whatever. You're supposed to be able to dunk." Well, no, there's plenty of six foot whatever people that cannot jump to save their lives. For the record, I could dunk. Are you trying to say, Malcolm? You can't I'm gonna jump. put that on the record huh? too. Are you yeah, trying to say can that you can't that. jump, Malcolm? No, I can foot. obviously jump. He, okay. he can okay. obviously. Okay. He can hammer. Well, you were speaking about people talking yeah. about tall people. Like well, I just you should be able to jump. I just and don't I'm like. Has somebody I challenged just don't you to like, jump, Malcolm, and you can't jump? No, I I don't <laughs> mind being challenged to jump. What I don't like is people thinking that oh, you're supposed to be able to do that. Well, that's, I'm, I'm five that's foot too nothing. easy I can't for you. Jump for as if I didn't, <laughs> as if I didn't ever practice. I, I think a lot of people have a hard time um, bringing together what Hayden was saying earlier: size and athletic ability, and then separating those two. And what yeah. is athletic ability, and what can you attribute to size? Yep. You know, there are some things that you can do on a basketball court that are because of your size, that are because of your wingspan, and those things like that. But for you to do them at a high level, or it's to a certain level comes from the athletic comes ability. from your athletic ability for mm-hmm. sure and having to have having met a bunch of people that couldn't run at all they'd trip over their feet and then also having two kids and seeing their natural skills zero training go run you know something's chasing you run you know those types of things it's a natural ability to run but Wade likes to play the most dangerous game with his kids. Some can run fast. <laughs> yeah. Something is chasing me. Hey, she never got caught by those boys on the baseball diamond, Ever. so I'm not going to release my methods on air. But Okay, so anyway, uh, that that's fun. Let's, let's uh, do something unprecedented here on uh, the Big Red Van podcast. We have not done anything like this, uh, and we wanted to do something like this for episode 50, right? Yeah. So we spent a solid five minutes planning this out <laughs> and um, put a lot of hard work into it you know brain trust and came up with uh, the name fool me once so this is going to be a game where we have a panel of people asking questions to one person that's going to tell three statements okay two of those statements are going to be true and one of those statements is going to be false there's an old saying in tennessee i know it's in texas probably in tennessee that says fool me once Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. So who, <laughs> who, who wants to pull a name out of the hat? Let me ruffle it. I'll do it. Ruffle, 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 ruffle. All right. Let me see. What do you know? Jackson. Oh. <laughs> all right. So we were all prepared. So Jackson, you were chosen. So you got to tell us three statements, all of which you need to believe that are true. For the pr- purpose of answering our questions, I so, had to on, when I did this last episode, I had to sell it to myself that it was the truth. And once I did, it was over. It's the game over. <laughs> and you won. You did win. I did. I convinced See, I, you guys. I, I you didn't fully you, convince me as a team. When you convinced you, us. When you started questioning the one that I knew that was fake. I had to like double down my efforts of like keeping it very cool. <laughs> like poker was, face was yeah, involved. Like, Cuz you got to be convincing, but you can't go too hard on that or Yeah, you know. I mean, but it was like I could just feel my body going to like I got to just play it extra cool. He's already calling me out. It's fine. It's fine he's calling me out. It's all right. <laughs> Cuz you can lie, but then you can <laughs> overlie. Exactly. All right. So so what do you got, Jackson? All right. All right. So, so here we go. Here we go. 
I played basketball at a university in South America. Number two, I won the lottery, but I lost the ticket. Oh. Okay. Number three, as a teenager, I stole a car. Lottery, but lost the ticket. Yep. Teenager stole a car. Basketball at a university in South America. Oh there gosh. we go. Okay, so how much was the lottery ticket for? The lottery ticket was for ten grand. Am I allowed to ask? Yes. If <laughs> if your lie, <clears throat> is no, you just ask a question about those things. Okay. All right. You already asked how much the lottery ticket was for. Yeah. What's the name of the university you played for in South America? La Universidad de Católica. Where in South America? It was in Viña del Mar, Chile. Okay. What was, what what was your coach's name? My coach's name was Senor Suarez. Who was the best, your best friend on the team? My best friend was Hector Gonzalez. And who was your rival team? I don't remember that. I won't lie. This was, mm, at this point, nine years ago. So I cannot remember the mm. name of the Do rival Do you remember school. how many players were on your team? There were, including me, 14 guys. Oh, deep. All right. Where'd you You lose the lottery ticket? I lost... I I wish I knew that, actually. (laughs) (laughs) When's the last time you saw the lottery ticket, then? That's why I asked it. The last time I saw the lottery ticket was in my messy-as-fuck car. Um, I dug through it four different times looking for it, and... um, I never found it. I, ne- I never found it. What um, kind of car did you steal? Uh, the car that I stole was an Isuzu Trooper. <gasps> yes! That's awesome! Guess what? what? I drove an 87 Isuzu Trooper while I was in high school. Four-wheel drive, manual oh. transmission. That thing was awesome. It was. <laughs> That's why I stole it. What so, color um, was it? It was red. Hmm. Um trying to think of some Azuzu trooper specific questions how did the back door open the back door opened sideways it wasn't a hatchback um it you pull the handle and it would swing open like a normal car door okay he's right on that one that's a good detail Mm. so how did you know that you won the lottery did you memorize the number for that ticket no, it, so it wasn't one. It wasn't a Powerball ticket. It was one of those scratch offs, and okay. I, and I, I scratched off and knew immediately when I was done that it was worth ten thousand dollars. How did you 10, know that? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. How did you know that it was worth ten thousand? That's what it said on the ticket. Do you remember what gas station you got it from? I don't. I don't. But I can tell you it was bonus bucks. What did you say your best friend's name was on the team? Hector Gonzalez. And the coach's name? The coach's name was Luis Suarez. What what was your degree at this college? So I studied abroad there, uh, so I didn't get my degree from there, but my degree was in Spanish and international business. One minute. I think I I think I have my answer. When you stole the car, did anyone else get in the car with you? No, I was on my way to... I was 14 years old, uh, so I didn't even have my... 14? 14. Did not have my license yet. Where'd you learn to drive? I grew up on a farm, so uh, and right. the driveway is about a mile long. So, uh, you know, my parents got tired of driving me up to do my chores at the barn. You know, take Did care you of the say horses, where you stole the, the car? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, no, I didn't say it yet, but um, uh, 
that is a qualifier, I will say that it's not quite as cool as it sounds. I did steal my parents' car. Um, <laughs> luckily for me, and that's how. Oh, so you didn't hotwire this car? I did not hotwire this. I well, we uh, didn't ask you whose car you stole because generally, you know, yeah. you don't know that answer. That's that's well played by you. Last ten I, seconds. What's I, I, the again, last I'm, question? I'm going to reiterate that I that I I already have my stance. Okay. Okay. What was your team's name? My team name Catolica was the. Oh, that's the end of it. Do I still got to answer, answer my question. PTI. I still got to answer the question. It. So uh, we were the. What was the word in Spanish? Uh, it was the monks in English. Um, guys, I'm not going to be able to remember that one. The monks. The monks. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take that I, as an answer. Uh, All right. Deliberations. What, we can't even ask just one nope. final question. Nope. Nope. Timer up. Malcolm, what do you think is a truth? The, the university. You think the university For is the sure. truth? For sure. What about you, Wade? What do you think I is definitely truth? think he went to school down there. Um, but, but did I play ball there? I don't think... I don't... Uh, I don't think he played ball there. I think that he... Uh, was throwing his Spanish around to fool us a little bit with that. Um, yeah, that Hector Gonzalez is a little bit too, you know, normal of a Latin name. So I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying Hector Gonzalez. So which one's the truth? I, I think the other two are the, the truth. lottery ticket. Is I for think, sure a I truth. think, I think he lost the lottery ticket. And uh, you think he also stole his parents' car? Because oh, yeah. I think he did not play soccer in South America. Well, he's talking about basketball. This was basketball. It was. Or basketball. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he played soccer in South America. I think either. he went to the university. I think he named a professor that he had. I He may have named two professors that he had. All 14, right, what's your vote? We 14 got a vote. was a quick yeah, number. We got a vote. You got my vote. All right, so you said right, as what, a team. What was yours again, Hayden? He didn't play ball. What's so your, the lie was the basketball ball. South America. in South America. Basketball in South America? If that's what we're going for, I'm all in then. It's, Why not? What do you think? I don't think we dug into I the car I didn't ask enough. enough questions about the car. And we didn't ask enough about the lottery either, but we got you got to come up with one. So, yeah, basketball was basketball. a lie. All right, man, we're going with uh, that you did actually lose a lottery ticket that was worth 10 k and that you, you did, did actually steal your parents' Isuzu Trooper, um, but that you did not play ball for a South American university with uh, – Luis Suarez as your coach and uh, Hector, Hector Gonzalez. Hector Gonzalez as your best friend on the team. You missed it. Are no, you kidding me? No, what? Missed it. Lottery ticket. Lottery ticket. Uh, never lost the lottery ticket. Oh, did, that that, that seemed too ticket. obvious. Like I mean, a ten k. Uh, you picked a good amount there because if you'd have said something, ten k, you could actually win on a scratcher ticket. Yeah. So. Thought about saying 50K. I was like, mm, stretch. They're, they're, right. they're going to call that out. Mm, yeah, I'm going to go with 10. I yeah. was well played. I was so on the throwing around the Spanish team. Yeah, I know. You said that, and you just affirmed everything I had in my head, and I was like, get me a waiter on the same There's level. no way that his, his <laughs> best friend's name was, I mean, Hector Gonzalez. I mean, come on. That was, that was true. I will say this. Uh, coach's last name was Suarez. Cannot remember if it was Luis. Oh sure. well, hey, that's that's an. Uh, but sometimes you gotta lie to but, tell the truth. But Luis hey, Luis hey. Suarez <laughs> was in the World Cup for for Uruguay, and uh, 
I thought so. it sounded familiar. Oh yeah, speaking, <laughs> uh, what was it? speaking of the World Cup, uh, France won, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. How about Viva France? Viva la France! I, yeah. in, Mbappe, the first uh, teenager to score a goal in the World Cup final since um, since Pele. Yeah, Pele. Really? Yeah. He's ni- yeah. Nineteen mm-ba. years old. Mm-ba. Wow. Mm-ba. <laughs> uh, we got we got time man. for one more. You guys want to do one more? Of course. All right, Hayden, you pick a name. Mm. <laughs> How about that? What does that name say? Tastes like Wade. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just ate paper on air. All right. How about this? Yeah, you just ate that like red dragon. Okay. Um, I uh, have saved someone's life. That's vague. But whatever. We'll, well you take can ask it. me questions about it. Question. Right. So we will, we will. I paid my rent for a year playing online poker. I believe that. <laughs> I was offered a scholarship by a Division One program to play basketball. What school? The Air Force Academy. The Air Force Academy. The Air Force oh, AFA. All right. Nice. I know you well enough. What Wade. league is that? Like oh, what, gosh, what I conference don't know what is, it is that now? I think it was Conference USA back in the day. I don't know what Are it is now. Are they still with Conference USA? No, man. They've changed some hands so many times. I have no idea. Uh, okay. It's, I mean, it's out west. Yeah. It could be Mountain West uh, now. I'm going to affirm for the group that I'm pretty sure that Wade did pay his rent for a year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, With too. online poker? Because I was present for that. What was the poker for site? For a year, though? What was for the a poker full site? year? I don't uh, know. That's the trick. My my side of choice was Poker Stars. Yeah, uh, that's true. I loved me some poker stars. I mean, I could sign up for a tournament a uh, couple hours in advance. So, how much was rent? Uh, two twenty five a month, something like that. Two twenty five. Yeah, he, he was living like four dudes, man. Oh wow, it was, a, it, was a, it was a big house. Yeah, nice. This was when I lived with Andy. Yeah, it was me and him in an apartment. We actually had yeah. a two bedroom apartment. And, and Tiger, can you say this? shout out Tiger? Yeah, I can wanted, you save a year? It was before Steph and I got married. For sure, it's hard for me to remember life before that, but. Uh, 2006, 2007. All right. And Brandon. You saved someone's life. right now. Brandon better be listening yeah. right now. Well, hang on. Jackson, ask <laughs> a question. Well, I was wondering, uh, was, was it Hold'em? Was it a five-card draw? Oh, I, my, Hold'em was my game. Hold'em, Texas Hold'em all the way. Yeah, all the way. Big big tournament style. Like, I, I didn't do the cash game. What were the other two? Uh, the other two what? The, the other, he saved someone's life he and he got a some- D1... Was a it D1, full ride? D1 scholarship full offer. Full ride? No. Oh, okay, so how much were they offering then? Well, it was all contingent on my service in the academy. Mm. What do you mean? Like, Well, when you go to the Air Force Academy, like you're correct. a service member, you know, so. You have to. So how long would you have to is be it four with Four or eight years? It would have been four years. Four year in school, and then about an eight-year commitment. Okay, so four years of school, four years of of being an officer. Yes. Yeah. Okay. BS. Whatever. Okay. Um, okay. You save someone's life. What'd I you said do? offered. I'm sorry. I'm moving on to the next okay. question. You saved someone's life. I did. Yeah. Doing what? Uh, they were about to drown. Oh yeah. Pool, mm-hmm. ocean, lake, lake. Okay. What was the name of the lake? Clinton Lake, I think it was yeah. in Kansas. I think it was the name. It was either Clinton Lake or Douglas Lake. What was remember. the weather like? Um, no, Smithville Lake was the name. What of was it. the weather like? It was like? in Missouri. Uh, it was it was a sunny summer day. It was hot. Missouri. Why were you in Missouri? Because uh, it's just on the other five. Oh, from drive. Kansas. Yeah, yeah duh. right over the river. All right. 
right down the river bend. Girl or boy? Who'd you save? A guy. My brother. You saved your brother? Yeah. Okay. All right. Was he clearly drowning? He was crying for help. And you were already in the water, or you... I was, like, right there on the bank. It was, like, one of those lake setups where you, like, you know... He was that close? I mean, he was out probably 25 feet. Okay. Yeah. How old was he? How old was he? Yeah. Oh, gosh. I was probably 10, so he was 14. Did he go under? Yeah. He did? Mm Mm-hmm. Did you end up having to do CPR? No. Okay. No. Not but he was choking. I, yeah, he was bit. choking. Yeah, yeah. I, I got I got him to the shore and then kind of, you know, I again, I was 10. Pushed on his chest a little bit and then he started Did anyone else play poker in your house? Every, all of us did. Everyone. And all of you paid for rent that way? No, no. Not all of us. All right. How many of you did? Just you? Probably. I would say one of I don't want to name it by name. That's his choice. But one of them paid a significant portion of his bills playing poker. <laughs> when did the Air Force scout you? Uh, only my senior year. And they offered it when? You remember the month? I do. Everyone does. I do. Yeah. Um, it was actually in April. They offered it in March, and then they rescinded it in April. Okay. So when mm. when they showed up, were they? Were they there to scout you, or were they there scouting someone else? Someone and they else noticed you. Someone uh, else. Who was that? Uh, his name was Joey. Who did uh, y'all play? Blank. Who did we play? Yeah. Uh, I think it was a game against Olathe North. Was the people that we were playing because there was other players on that team that were scoutable. Thomas Vincent was his. You name. never said what the weather was like. Yeah, I did. I said it was it's, sunny summer was day. Sunny. Oh, okay. Sunny summer day on the lake. Gotcha. Do you remember that month? Would have had to have been July. It was the only time that my parents and I went, like, we went to the lake. My dad was busy during the summers doing stuff. You remember when someone offers you a scholarship in a month, but you don't remember what month you saved someone's life? I mean, the scholarship was the only offer that I got in high school. Oh. So, and it came in the spring, and then it was rescinded a month later because Who I told you that you got the scholarship. I found out myself. It was in a letter. They used to do things where they mailed you things, <laughs> <laughs> and you had to wait on it to come in the oh mail my. and open up a letter. Do you so remember? Cool. Do you remember meeting the scout, like shaking his hand? I or, do. Or I do. Your coach introduced you, or did you just he walk up to you, or coach introduced me. Malcolm, what, what did the scout right look like? Uh, he was a short guy, actually. I, it was kind of hard to believe that he was a college scout. You know, some of them are kind of unassuming. Did people. only not all of them only like you and your brother people. go to the lake, or? How many people went to the My lake? My whole family. I was 10. Oh, word. Yeah. And you went... How, how many other people went after your brother? Was it only you? Nobody else. Well, just I, I just went after I heard him scream and I went after it. Your mom freak out? Yeah. Word. Yeah. <laughs> your dad? No, dad well, actually, my, my dad... I don't remember my dad being around. He's probably on the shore somewhere. Was your dad at the basketball game when the scout came? Of course. That was good. All right. I get to ask you a question now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm interrupting Malcolm's like fucking grill fest over here. I've he fa- was on your case. Hey, by the way, I failed my physical. That's why they rescinded the scholarship. Yeah. You were you were about to say that. Uh, I uh, how deep was the water? Uh, well, he was about twenty twenty five feet out or so, um, and it was a lake where I was on the beach, and it just gradually got deeper. So I mean, he mm-hmm. was likely maybe ten. Did you feel feet. like he was close to the bottom by the time you got hit? got to him i just knew that he couldn't swim oh very well i mean he was on a float and he fell off float all right i've got my answer jackson you want to ask anything what'd you fail your physical for heart murmur heart murmur okay i wanted to be a pilot 
and when they told me that I couldn't be a pilot, but I could join, but I could join the Air Force and do other things, like obviously work on planes or do anything else, but not be a pilot, I like totally lost my uh, dream at all to want to go to the Air Force. How many other people on your team had gotten offers? Do you remember? Uh, four, actually. I was the only starter on my team that did not get a Division One scholarship. I thought you I said- should say did not accept. Okay. Hmm. That sucks. Uh, one went to Kansas, one went to Furman, one went to Evansville. Gosh. Dang. Uh, where did the fourth one go? I forget. Somewhere in Minnesota. Who went to Kansas? Wayne Simeon. Yeah. Did y'all still um, swim after you saved your brother? No. <laughs> that was game So you over. just left the lake? <laughs> yeah. Well, my brother that was drowning is the one that was born with a brain tumor. Yeah. It was Shane. And he yeah. just didn't swim very well. So it was kind of like a, you know get out of the water yeah <laughs> let's go dang i think i got my answer any other questions you got one more all right one more question each what um what sort of legal troubles did you run into trying to pay your rent or getting your cash out of your pokestars account it's kind of a general question what do you mean by legal troubles or just i didn't get into any legal troubles i guess to answer it but too vague hayden what about were there any months that you came close? Mm. Good question. To not to be able to pay it? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure there were. So um, you never got like nervous about no, it? No. Andy and I kind of ran a little bit of a team thing Some sometimes. There were some tournaments where if we were doing really well, we would be playing for 19, 22 hours. And we would obviously have to be sitting at the computer the entire time to be able to fold our hands or be able to bet on our hands or whatever. And if you start a tournament that has 30,000, 100,000 people in it, and you get down to the final table where you're going to win 5000 to $20,000, mm-hmm. you're going to be playing it for 22, 26 hours. Yeah. So sometimes him and I would team up on it, and sometimes we would you know, obviously split, the, split any net winnings for those, those tournaments, but... Anytime I came close, he backed me. Anytime I, he came close, I backed him. Do you remember your stat line from the game? <sighs> no. I mean, it was probably... Did y'all win? I was being recruited for my defense. I was definitely not an offensive yeah. player on my team. I was surrounded by four other Division One players. You know, there's only enough shots to go around, and we were a big man inside-out team. So I stood out for my defense. Someone at my size being able to go up and challenge and block someone at the rim and then be able to get other big steals later in the game is what caught their eye. They watched me a couple of other games. They found out I was in love with wanting to be a pilot. The fact that they gave me an, you know, a nod at all. Failed physical. Broke my I'm heart. I'm just amazed that... Now, I don't know how fast news traveled back then, but how... Phone. Like, did the Air Force scout already know that so-and-so had already been the picked Air Force up by other had a, people? They had kind of a pipeline with our high school. There were other... Think about it. We were a military town, Fort Leavenworth. There was already a military base there. Yeah. So there were other um, athletes and other sports that were recruited to wings of the military athletically and academically from from Leavenworth because it was such a military hub. So I was not the first person to be recruited by the Air Force. Heart murmur. All right, Malcolm. You got to pick one. What's the truth? He saved his brother's life. Okay, Jackson, give me a truth. I believe he had a an offer to Air Force to play ball. No, so he didn't. I think that 
that's the BS. I think so, too. But I also think he might be wanting us to take the bait because we never... We never Wade, asked too many questions about Wade poker. Wade can talk basketball way too good, and he's never told me this story before. So stop eating your chip. <laughs> those are our uh, those are our names we drew out of the hat. But yeah, uh, these are the I'm eating the names. <laughs> oh, bless you. I think Wade's BSing on the basketball thing, and I think that he did pay his rent for a year playing poker, and. Uh, and he did save his brother from, from going under the water at the lake I, one day. I agree with you. And I think he would have told me about the Air Force by now. But that poker one, I I don't know. Yeah, I'll go with I'll go with what you're deciding. What do you think, Jackson, though? So my original thought is that you didn't save your brother. Uh, but it, it's oh, been a while angle. since we've talked basketball and that kind of thing and I was I was sitting here trying to remember if I if I had heard that story before but it's been a while you know so so I'm I'm kind of having second thoughts but I I'm just going to roll with what I was originally thinking um the the one bs is uh you didn't save your brother okay that's what I'm rolling with. You guys get one collective guess though. Oh, crap. That's how this works. Oh, is this how well, that I, works? if we okay. go that way it's a 2 out of 3. Yeah. N- no basketball. Okay, so you guys are right. Oh, yes! Um, I was never officially offered a scholarship by the Air Force Academy. It came all the way up to it, to where I wasn't. It was I was definitely scouted by a guy that looked like that. It was definitely that kind of game. I definitely blocked a guy trying to dunk at the rim, and it was something that helped, helped me catch eyes. Dang. Um, but I definitely failed a physical. I definitely always wanted to be a pilot. So I was just never offered the scholarship. And the physical prevented the offer. If you have a heart murmur, you can't fly. Right. Yeah. So it was one of those things that they didn't prevent them from offering me a scholarship to play basketball, but it prevented me going, wanting to go to the Air Force. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, and they were the only place of any size that had given me any kind of looks and they were, they were looking at somebody else. So, but I definitely did save my brother's life. All of that bit was true. Every single bit I told you was true. And then all about the poker was true. A whole year. Yeah. Dude, there was one tournament where I won like $8,000 and I was able to... Just chill. If you you wanted to. Front load my rent payments for a couple months. (laughs) Why not? Dude, it was so much fun back then before that stuff was regulated. He would be sitting there playing a online poker tournament while we were all sitting around a real table playing real poker and he would like be like clicking on the computer when it was his turn but then playing the game with us too. I I wouldn't plan on being in the tournament that long. Sometimes I would plan on, I would buy into a tournament and then I would get plans. Things would come up and guys would be like, hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. And I'm like, fuck, I'm in a tournament. Like, I don't know. I might be in it for an hour. I might be in it for 12 hours. I don't know. So uh, I can't. But if you stay in, you might win $8,000. Yeah. But then there's also that threshold where if I could be playing it for seven hours and only win $10 and then be like, oh, God, I just wasted my life. (laughs) But (laughs) Now, is is playing poker online a lot faster nowadays because of computer speed? Oh, I don't do it nowadays. I'm sure it would be. But But do you think that had a lot to do with it? It was still fast back then. Relaying a message to other people. Oh, I mean, it was pretty fast. It was almost instantaneous. Yeah. How quickly they did like, it. Like the the pausing was more of just literally people thinking about position. And, yeah. And what move because they made that move and stuff like that. It, I mean, that's incredible. It's not. It. I. It you're was not different look, than you, live yeah. poker. You're and not I looking, had a strategy for it. There were definitely methods and. 
Um, shit, in those big tournaments, I, w- I would play tournaments, dude, where there would be 200,000 people in the tournament. I'd just be legit. And you- I would just sit there for two hours and, like, fold everything, unless it was pocket aces. For, for the first two hours of the tournament, I'm just folding. Because there are jackasses that go all in with nothing, just trying to double up their stacks. So there, there were there were strategies to it, and if you stuck true to them, you could make it into the money every single time. So once you get into the money, then it's real people playing real poker, and then it's. It just there. would have been cool to like harness that skill and then make it to WSOP. And that on was ESPN. when. Well, that's when it got big. Dude, when I was playing uh, online poker was when Moneymaker won it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And it was obviously huge here in Knoxville because he's from Knoxville. So it became a big, big thing. All all my friends played online poker. And then we would play live poker. Mm -hmm. We would get together and play a lot of live poker together. That's awesome. It was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Let's do. It was good some money good money but you guys you guys got it you guys got it so he was like rapid fire grilling me i know i had to to stop him he was coming after you hard but his coming after you hard though revealed all your secrets it didn't reveal anything what was it that made you not believe it i'm not athletic enough to get a scholarship you guys go to hell if we had never known each other then it would have been a lot harder for me to guess but because i felt like you would have told me that sort of basketball story same. That's that's why I thought okay this has knowing to be. you is I've your... told you both the heart murmur thing before yeah yeah you just said like you were naming specifics about this scholarship that I realized okay you you would have told me this there's no way you and would you have also not told know me enough this. about how it all works to make up a good lie about it yeah that was where my head was that yeah. was the only reason why I was hesitant. Because yeah. you knew plenty of facts, and you were spitting them out so quick. That me made it me seem not like... getting that scholarship is what made me not accept any lower level scholarships to play basketball, and accept and accept an academic scholarship to go to the University of Nebraska instead. Really, the fact that I failed my physical like crushed my dreams so much that so you gave up. That I decided that I wasn't an athlete anymore either, and I was just going to go to college and grow up and be an adult. And I was I was done playing basketball. So if, if I couldn't That's if I couldn't crazy. do that then I was done and it uh I I think about that decision all the time would my college career have been different if I would have had the restrictor of basketball for my grades a whole lot different probably but I wouldn't have gone to the University of Nebraska met the people I met and ultimately ended up here doing a podcast with you guys so you know I'll take it I'll Word. take it but Jackson this has been a lot of fun dude and you come through this town way too often to not jump on here again I'll be back. I'll what do you back. say? Do you have I'll fun? be back. Yeah, this is a blast. Yeah, Thank man. You. you can get a couple of your friends to listen to this. Um, maybe we can, what, that'll bump us to the one million play mark, right? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, that one million, I, two million. I we're think close. all y'all are around that. Yeah, yeah. We're closing in on it. but uh, Getting there. We'll be sponsored by Blue Apron one day soon. Um, <laughs> them, Louisville Slugger. Um, Louisville Slugger. Five Gum. Coors, the Banquet Beer. Banquet Beer. Um, how do you say Rota. 50 in that, that awesome? Cinquinta. Cinquinta. You say it. Cinquinta. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for this. Jackson, again, it's been a whole lot of fun, brother. Thanks a lot, man. Everybody, thanks for joining us. We're going to catch you on the next one. Be good. Be good.